Hi, I'm JK, the host of Sorts from the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, and I'm here to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast, with everything you need in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours, and you're listening to the Neighbourhood Rewatch. Let's talk about some Neighbours so the rest of the world doesn't have to sit and watch six hours of fucking Neighbours. <laughs> Has it not been good this week again? It was fine. Uh, well, one of us... There was a culmination of something which we'll, we'll talk about shortly. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let, let, let's start the podcast then. Uh, this is it. the Neighborhood Rewatch podcast. I am your host of sorts, JK. Uh, today we have Adam with us. All right, and we have Tim as well. Hello. Uh, Hello. So me and Adam have watched episodes uh, three thousand two hundred nine to three thousand two hundred thirteen, and we're going to explain them to Tim basically what happened. Uh, maybe Why, does Tim not watch them? No, Tim doesn't watch them, does he? That's that's the no. gimmick. This is the oh. gimmick that we're rocking. That we watch them and then explain them to Tim, and then you we explain what I've watched to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I've completely misinterpreted everything that's happened. Do you think that's going to happen? It, like, the, I feel like there's only a couple of big storylines. I feel like they were pretty straightforward. Are you? Do you think you've got it? Or um, uh, who knows? Who knows? Okay. Sometimes what's straightforward isn't always straightforward. Uh, get got, get I've got to ask a question. Before we go too hard into the neighbours, I need to ask a very important question. This is kind of along the category of, of the story of Jay's neck going missing. Have you had a hair transplant or have you not shaved for 14 years? Because you are currently hairier than I've ever seen you. Yes, I am currently attempting to grow a beard. I'm glad you noticed. Like that goatee has kicked in harder than I've ever seen you capable of. I know. This is a good probably 12 days of not shaving. Uh, it's itchy as fuck, but I'm persevering. <laughs> I, just, I just want to see what happens. I'm pay- Again, though, I'm obviously, very curious to see. obviously, this is audio, so now you're going to have to put a picture of it. Now, yes. it's, it's hardly noticeable. It's pretty much non-existent. <laughs> um, the, it, it, is. it looks like you've had a chocolate milkshake, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to shut the window, not to keep the noise out, just in case the wind came through and blew it off. <laughs> <laughs> Did that joke there for you. Are you are you persevering with it though? You're gonna. You're yeah, gonna, I'm persevering with it. Yeah, I'm going for it. What are you, what are you hoping? Like a lot of the time, like if I'm doing, I think like with a new hairstyle or or some sort of facial hair, I think, oh, I saw somebody with that. I'll try and get it a bit like them. Is there? Have you got like an end games? A little bit. I'm thinking. Like? I'm thinking like uh, Tom Ellis in Lucifer. That's one I'm trying to want to go for. Uh, I don't That's really like, know who that is. Google it, Tim. You'll Google it. Uh, we'll put yeah. the side by sides on, and we'll. It's, it's ambitious, and I'm already picturing much, much darker hair. Like 
I, I, I could hope for that, but of course you're he's, just aiming he's for He's got really dark rugged. hair, though, Andy. Do, yeah. do you not, Tim, do you not need to Google yeah. ginger beards? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can achieve that as much as I can achieve Russell Brand. <laughs> yeah, the beard is getting very ginger as well. Really ginger. Uh, this is the part, yeah, like, yeah. I've attempted this, I've attempted beard growing before. And this is the point every time that I've tapped out because I got it's itchy, it's ginger, I look shit. <laughs> but today you, you're persevering. This time. Persevering. <laughs> I, I don't know what I don't know if it's if there's something that's changed within me, um, but it's just something that I'm persevering with now. I don't know if it's a sign of growth. Maybe I'm growing up. You know. No. <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm seeing it through this time. Uh, how how far is seeing it through? What what are you expecting? I'm never going to shave again. Never. Well, you're not, you're not, like you've it's gone very goatee like. Yeah, the goatee. What very about the sides of your face? Is not really. There's nothing there at the side. Just, just not growing. No. It looks a bit Craig David with like the the thing around like the edge, <laughs> the jaw bit. You've got that, but then this like the face part. I don't. <laughs> right now, on to Adam. Is it just the lighting, or have you got a bit of a stash going on? Um, not that is that is particularly dark. Yeah, there's not there's hardly that's that's like two days. <laughs> um, it does look dark on on the screen there. I think a little bit's lighting, but um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you can. I, I, I'm not. I'm not you know persevering with anything that's just how it is today um we'll, we'll, we don't need to focus on that i don't think <laughs> but put, put your pictures up with tom 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 somebody. ellis tom ellis we'll put them up and we'll see how it goes keep going with it yeah um, it's nice to have a side hustle isn't it <laughs> it's nice to have a dream well you know i've already got the dream of my uh, 2000 thread count bedding so I'm onto a new dream now. I thought you said well, only the pillows two thousand. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, well, because you're not afford the rest. On my bed, it was something that is a two hundred two. Yeah, it was a bit expensive. <laughs> I'm not fucking made of money. Patreon, it's only a quid. Exactly. We'll get Jason bedding. Get me a Range Rover. What do you want, Adam? What do you want from the Patreon? Just anyone to fucking buy it. <laughs> all i'm really just anyone really just to go oh we've got some people on patreon i'm not expecting a lot i'm not i don't i don't need anything i'm fine um but yeah some people doing it would be nice you know just what i'm thinking as well no one in neighbors has a beard very true very very true well, indeed. that's weird isn't it yeah, deep is contemplative weird. silence as we all try to imagine someone with a beard i know i wonder Maybe facial hair wasn't in in 1998, 99. I don't think it was, you know. I don't think many, I don't think beards, like the hipster things that relatively recent and all that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't think beards were as big a thing in the very late 90s. So there you go. There we go. But they're back in now because I'm growing one. So I'm going to set a trend. Uh, me and Tom Ellis, the forebearer of, of sexy beards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Alan Fletcher's got a bit of a, a tash, and what's that bit underneath? Alan Fletcher with a porn star tash. What's the bit underneath your lip called? 
Your butthole. Butthole. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need to get onto some you know neighbours before we drift part. away. You know, you know I shaved that part, Tim. <laughs> so, yes, this is the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Uh, all that prior bit is definitely just going on the Patreon. Uh, this is the <laughs> start of the podcast. Uh, if you want to know what that was, subscribe to the Patreon, fuckers. Patreon.com forward slash neighborhood rewatch. I'm also going to ask one more thing as well from people this week. Just something different I've not asked from people, listeners before. Can you go on Apple Podcast and leave a like and a review? Apparently, that does very good things for your podcast. So if you like this podcast and you've listened to it for a little while now, it doesn't take long. You just press five stars and go, this is really funny or whatever you want to say about it. Just be honest. You know, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. But yeah, we'd be really appreciate it. Uh, it will help our podcast grow. Uh, so there we go. That's the begging over with. Uh, should we talk about the podcast, about the uh, about the neighbours now? No, let's talk about the podcast instead. So what, what, yeah, get to this week's episodes then. To this week. What were, the, what were the big stories this week? Big stories this week are, Tim, annoying dog. Sounds like a classic. It was. I thought it was really good. Do you know, my favourite part about this whole storyline is that they had other scenes going on apart from the annoying dog storyline and there was just a dog barking throughout it. <laughs> so these normal <laughs> things go there, you just say this. Bruv, bruv, bruv. They kept playing the dog, which was, it was, I thought it was really good how they did that. <laughs> like whenever, any, any scenes in the street, not at the coffee shop or things like that, but any scenes that were taking place in the street, they had the annoying dog bark track just playing all the time. And then every so often, someone would go, oh, it's that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so what's happened is that someone has moved into Russo Place uh, and they've got That's a dog outside in the yard who just doesn't show up fucking barking all the time. Um, so all the neighbours are kicking off about it. They're all like, fuck's sake, that dog doesn't fucking show up. I didn't fucking sleep last night. Fucking annoyed about this. So in the end, Toady and Sarah are like, right, it's next door to us. We're going to do something about this. So Toady, Sarah, and his annoying girlfriend, Karen, go right up. Where was she gone at one point? When did she come back? I don't know. Yeah, because I thought they'd split up, but she's back now. Uh, slightly less annoying, to be fair. A uh, little bit. Still pretty annoying, though. So... <laughs> tolerable now which is all you really want i think me and adam have had this conversation before like when you've got friends who've got girlfriends and wives and misses and stuff especially when you got the whole set yeah <laughs> that's all the best you can hope for really is that they're, they're tolerable well that's it especially <laughs> like if, if if one of if one of them fucks off for a bit and you kind of get used to it and it's everyone's kind of all right <laughs> with them fucking off <laughs> then when they come back, all you can hope for is that they're at least fucking tolerable. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> anything more than that is an absolute bonus. <laughs> and that they allow you to keep doing your podcast as well. That that's always helpful. <laughs> She's a big supporter of this podcast. Uh, Number one fan, a listener as well, but still very behind on the listens. Uh, is so she cool. on the Patreon? No. Get rid. Well, that's ridiculous. That's Get ridiculous. on the fucking Patreon. <laughs> it's only a quid. Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, she's very behind on it. So she'll she'll bring up things that we talked about like eight, nine weeks ago. And I'm like, I can't remember what we said on the podcast last week. <laughs> that that sounds name? like total nonsense. Do you remember this? <laughs> uh, so Toadie decides that they're going to play this dog some battery acid. If you remember battery acid from last week, Tim, they're the hot new band tearing through Australia and probably the world. Uh, this Lee Singer's a really nice guy, uh, but yeah, they play some battery acid, and the dog fucking loves it. Before that, though, they throw a bone over the fence. They, they decide, oh, maybe this dog's hungry. They've never seen the owner. They think maybe he's just been left. This dog in the back garden, so they throw a big bone over the fence. Um, doesn't doesn't really <laughs> do anything, and that's why they go for the battery acid. Oh yeah, um, no, it works for about five seconds, and then the dog eats the bone. Yeah, and then that's the end of that. So they get the battery acid. The dog fucking loves it, um, and that seems to have solved the problem. But um, then, go on. The bone comes back. The bone comes flying back across over the fence, and it says on it, "You poisoned my dog. You're dead meat." Dun dun dun. Threatening letter from the neighbors. So. Tony and Sarah decide, right, okay, we're going to go over and we're going to speak to this guy. We've not poisoned this dog. Um, so he doesn't, so the guy doesn't answer. Uh, Karen just sends Tony over. He's like, oh, you'll be fine. Don't worry. Uh, and then she's sat in the kitchen going, I hope he's not getting beaten up. And Joel's like, yeah, he might be. I don't know. Should we go over? She's like, nah, I'm just give it a few They're moments. gone for fucking ages though, aren't they? Like, Joel's like, oh, mate. I think Joel says maybe they're bound and gagged and locked in his basement or something. Because that could, to be fair, that could have easily happened. And we're like, oh, maybe there is a bit of a storyline here. Then they, they come back about 10 minutes into the show later, which is in, in Neighbours time, about three days. So they come back and they just go, oh, you've gone a long time. And then them two say, yeah, we were waiting outside. He didn't answer the door. He didn't answer the door. Like, they didn't come up. That, that was all you think, oh, what's happened to him? They just come back and go, oh, we had to wait for a bit. He didn't answer. Then he comes and knocks on the door, and it's a toke. I've never seen this guy before. So neither's anyone else by the sounds of it. And he's moved into this house. No one's ever seen him. They've not seen him move in. There's been no reference to this. And then he's just a typical fucking Aussie drongo next door, isn't he? Yeah, he's just really he's full on Australian. He's got a ridiculous like child's voice, which I <laughs> thought was weird. He's got like a high pitched Australian voice like that. It's horrendous. <laughs> um, he sounds like an Australian kid in the Simpsons episode when the Simpsons go to Australia. Um, and he, he's just kicking off, saying you've you've poisoned my dog. All this kind of stuff. It's Sleeveless sleeveless shirt as well, obviously. Overweight, balding, beard, sleeveless shirt. This this sounds like there was someone on work experience in the writing room this week. What is this storyline? It's just one of them that you'd think would be thrown together. But I thought it'd be over in a couple in eight minutes. It doesn't. It goes over another. It goes over like three episodes. This does really fucking. Where it, wow. it really drags on. Like he comes back and says, "Did you, he, he comes back? And he's quite friendly, but then he, his dog goes missing. 
The yeah, dog so has been take, barking a lot. Goals take missing. Take the dog to the vets. Because Sarah's oh, like, yeah, they, I'm not yeah. poisoning your dog, but what we'll do, we'll go to the vets. He's like, well, I'm not fucking paying. He's like, fine, fine, I'll fucking pay. But we're going to go to the vets and prove that your dog's not been poisoned. So they go to the vets, prove the dog's not been poisoned. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. And then, yeah, and then, like, the next day, he's like, my dog's fucking missing you fucking dog nappers, all of you, you cunts. That's how that episode <laughs> ends. He goes, you're all dog nappers. And everyone goes, what? And it's the end of the episode. But that's like two episodes in, and it goes into episode three where he's saying, you're all dog nappers. They're saying, no, we're not dog nappers. But then it turns out Bob goes missing as well. Bob the dog, Sarah's dog. Bob's so dead now. now. There's two dogs missing. So they're Nobody like, you nicked... where the fuck they are. Yeah, they're like, you've done this in retaliation. You've nicked our dog because you think yeah. you're a dog. They accuse him of being a dog napper a day after he's accused them oh, of being this, dog this nappers. Is... It's oh, it's At this point, they're referring to the guy as Mad Joe, by the way. Mad Joe. Mad Joe, I was yeah. Say his name's Mad Joe. Mad Joe. Uh, the whole point of this story, and then. And you're like, where the fuck is this storyline going? Both dogs just show up outside. They've just been banging somewhere. Yeah, that's 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 the implication. That's what they they say. Yeah, they've been getting it on, these two dogs. Um, And the reason they were barking... The reason why they were barking in the beginning was because they wanted to be together over the fence. So they decide (laughs) they're going to cut a dog (laughs) flap into the fence so they can spend time to each other and hump hump whenever they want that's the, that's, that's a terrible idea terrible idea yeah and like like mad joe's dog is a big fucking massive dog and then bob's just this little fluffy thing like i can't yeah, see yeah. i can't see the match of them two dogs at all but then because there's obviously they're a bit of a weird combination mad joe puts <laughs> it out there to puts it out there to sarah and says and and everyone's winding her up saying well the dogs are getting it on Maybe you should get it on with Mad Joe. And she's like, no, just not happening for a second. That's that's not in my contract at all. No. I was surprised no one made a doggy style joke, to be honest. Bit early, isn't I think, it? I think that early. might have not been allowed. Well, you say it's a bit early. But one storyline I'm going to move on to next. Uh, is that very short one. It's a very short one, but it has full on like Full frontal nudity. You see tits, oh, Tim. That's you all. See, you, see, you see boobs. You, you see do see boobs. Okay. Not just really? anyone's boobs either. Yeah, whose tits do you think you might see, Tim? Carl's. No, it's a female's tits that you see. Not going to be good ones, I feel like. <laughs> well, they looked all right to me. <laughs> 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 Absolutely no idea. What is this storyline? I feel like you're making it up. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you after the break, Tim. God damn it. Okay, so yeah, the boobs that are in the boobs that you were looking for, Tim, in neighbors at 5:35. In the is that the evening? Did you class 5:35? Yeah, of course that is the evening. Yeah, very, very much so. Evening time. I'd say it's late 100%. afternoon. Weird question to ask. Yes, 5.35 p.m. is the evening. <laughs> I bet I'd call that late afternoon, personally. You're a, no. Why did you have to confuse things? No need the at all. <laughs> 5.35 p.m. evening, yes. So the boobs that we get to see, 
Tim, are Lily Madigan's. Yeah, I figured it'd be that. Long departed boring. Lily Madigan's in an oil painting because Harold gets bequeathed, I think is the word, bequeathed a nude oil painting of Lily, uh, which is very funny because Harold is really fucking funny with this. He doesn't know what to do with it at all, does he? And everyone takes advantage of this and winds him up and says, oh, no, it's a really nice painting. The brush strokes and the artwork's really nice. Uh, where should we hang it? And he's like, it's got boobs in it. And everyone's going, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's artistic and it's lovely. He's like, but it's got tips in it. He even, he, says, like, he even says it's pornographic. He does. And Madge is like, it's not pornographic. I've seen pornographic stuff, but this is not it. This is soft. <laughs> Well, you know she likes her dirty novels, don't we? We've seen mm. that in previous episodes. Yeah. And then Paul comes in at some point and he's just like staring at it. He's like, don't look at that, Paul. Don't look at those. And if then, he's so offended by it, why has he got it on display? Because they, they, they make a point of winding him up and saying, well, she's obviously thought it was a, it'd be an honour for you to have this picture. It's, it's She's dead now and she's gone and she thought it'd be really nice for you to have it. It'd be a shame if you didn't put it up. It'd be like going against her wishes. And Harold's like, fucking hell, all right, I'll put the pawn up in the living room. <laughs> and I, I think Phil comes around at some point. Phil's like, oh, you know, this is really nice. It's a great painting. It'll look really nice. And Harold's like, but yeah, a tip. He's like... Yeah, you know, you know, it's art. And Harold's like, oh, I'm going to look out a window. I can't look at these anymore. <laughs> and just go staring out a window and feels like, fuck. This then, is a weird few episodes, man. Then <sighs> he then he tries to palm it off to Libby. He goes around to Libby's and her boyfriend. Sorry, he was he was palming off. What? <laughs> so he tries to get this, this, this oil painting off to Libby. So he goes around to Libby's house with a lecturer boyfriend. Which is clearly what Ruth's house is. It is clearly the set of Ruth's house. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, I think this is a misunderstanding. I think she meant to leave this for you because you know, she, you were the one who did the story on the houses, and you know, this is how we met her, and blah 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 blah." And Libby's like, mm, "Well, no, I don't want a picture of tits off some in, in my uh, my lecturer boyfriend's house, thank you." And like, he's got children, and he's like, "Oh," and I was like, "Oh, okay, no problem." I'm anyway, like, "Well." Thank you for, you know, coming around. He's like, all the breast. See you later. And he went, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said all the best. I said all the best. I didn't say tits. <laughs> it's horrendous. He does say all the breast. It's awful. It's how oh, you've dragged this, this, this. Yeah. You're dragging it out. Do one of the other ones. Well, this moves then on to the Anne storyline. Because Anne is, um, so Lily has left other things for people. And the thing that she's left for Anne is her entire fucking house. So Anne is now the, the owner of this fucking three-story fucking massive house. Uh, Anne doesn't quite know what to do with this at all. They did this really badly. They did this just off a phone call, which is which just wouldn't happen. It was really shit. So literally, someone rings up the house. It's obviously the person in charge of the estate. Rings up the house. Phil answers. Can I speak to Anne, please? Yeah, you go. Anne answers the phone. She's on the... She goes... All oh, right, puts the phone down, comes back and goes, Lily's left me an house. It takes literally 20 seconds for the whole thing <laughs> to be sorted out and she's got a house. She's got a house. She don't have to go anywhere. There's no signing of anything. There's no like explanation or final message from Lily or anything. She answers the phone. You've got an house. She puts the phone down. Got a house, Next guys. Episode, it, she's in the house. It's fucking terrible. 
And then, yeah, literally the next episode, I think they're wearing the same clothes. Her and Bill have gone to look <laughs> around the house, literally looking around the house. And Bill's like, whoa, fucking hell, this is pretty good. You've got a house. And Anne's saying, yeah, it is good, but there's some things missing from it. So now this, this little start of the next storyline is they think people are nicking stuff from Lily's house. Yeah, which is empty anyway. So, she's like, yeah, oh, I bought like a, a dehumidifier or something for her. She wouldn't some have... sort of heater or something that's yeah. been nicked, and she's like, yeah, yeah, they're nicking stuff from this house. And then Phil rings up the estate people to find out if people have been given, if Lily's given all the other stuff away, they haven't. So it's confirmed people are nicking stuff from Lily's house. So I reckon it's going to lead to some sort of stakeout where Bill and Anne stay at the house. And they, they have to catch people nicking stuff from Lily's house. I think that's where we're going. I think that's going. Who do you think? I, I just, I before before we get to that, I just I want to say I want an episode where they're all in the street arguing and all these storylines cross over. You're a dog napper. No, you're a dog napper. No, you're a thief and you're a thief and you're a thief and you're a dog napper. Just for an entire twenty minutes. Sometimes that's what it feels like we're getting to. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it'd be just nice to have like a street meet in between them all and go, right, what's fucking happening? What what's going on with you? Right, okay, you're doing that. Okay. What what about this? Oh, forget about that. Don't worry about it. But when are you doing this? No, no, not anymore. Just everyone knows There's where always a storyline, isn't there? But it's like as soon as these things happen, it all gets forgotten and you're on to the next storyline. Like it was always said about EastEnders, wasn't it? Like, why would anyone live? on Albert Square when the amount of deaths and things that happen. Same for neighbours, really. You, if you, you wouldn't live there. If you had a dog, there's no way you'd live on Ramsey Street because sooner or later, you're getting dog-napped at some point. <laughs> well, to answer your question, though, are we, are we really meant to care who's doing this? I it'll think... be no one. It'll just be some random kids or something. It won't be a storyline in who's making the stuff. Yeah, I think it'll be like Lily's, like there'll be a relative of Lily's who's feeling like pissed. It'll be like a son or something like that, or a long lost son that's feeling pissed yeah, off. So, so who cares? <laughs> if if it's that, I'm not bothered. If it's so, if it's another member of the cast, it's not believable. Why are they doing that? It's weird. It won't be anyone who's in Neighbours. It'll be a new character if someone's doing it. Mm. Well, it could be. Well, there is a new character. We'll, we'll move on to the next storyline now. There is a new character in Neighbours. Uh, Tad Reeves has showed up, who is Tony's cousin. Uh, I'm going to throw an accusation that he could be the one who's stealing from Lily's house. I don't know how we'd know about it, but I don't... You know, he's a little bit of a rebel and he's been sent by Tony's mum and auntie to, to Tony to be, you know, put on the straight and narrow because, you know, Tony, Tony used to be a wild one, but now he's doing a law degree. Um... So, yeah, we've got a new character, Tad, and he's the most 90s kid you've ever seen in your life. It, every 90s rebel kid storyline and trait you can think of, he is, that, he is that kid. He's really degrading to women, constantly calls Sarah Beaumont babe, and is like, and, and thinks he has a shot with her. And sweetheart. He's, so he's you... But the the, 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 the the important thing to remember is he is um, fifteen in the in the episodes and also in the nineties. So you're you're quite right when you say yeah, he's stereotypical nineties rebel kid. He's you now. 
I don't mean you <laughs> in the 90s. I mean you in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at one point he goes to Sarah, oh, are you taking applications for, for your boyfriend? Because I'm going to put my application in. Which, Definitely something you'd say. Yeah, which to be fair, I hadn't thought of that line before. So, I'll, you know, I, I, I made a note of that one. <laughs> but yeah, he was also known as Tadpole, wasn't he? Yeah, Tad is short. But he even says, like, he go, they say, hi, I, he says, hi, I'm Tad. Like, bad? I tell you, Tad. That's what he says. Tad, that's, how he, that's what he introduces himself as. Hi, my name's Tad. You know, it rhymes with bad. That's and what he Tad says. No, it means tadpole, you little con. Shut up. <laughs> That's weird. And and he but he tries to help Lou out. because uh, Lou's building his flying machine. Everybody's building a flying machine. This is the still doing that. Wait, oh yeah, wait, this don't is worry. combination. Don't worry, we get into this, Tim. Every story has some part of, to, to do with this uh this the uh, the Jack Ramsey bequest and the flying machine. So he, he agrees to go help Lou, and Lou's like, Oh great. Uh and Lou's trying to reverse into the garage with his flying machine. And Tad's just being a teenager and not paying attention. He's meant to be directing him back and he just directs him over a load of rocks and then it all falls over. And then uh, and then Lou somehow manages to still keep going and then drives all over it and fucking ruins it all. I'm not quite sure how it happened, to be honest. Uh, it was a very confusing turn of events that happened. It's like when... Uh, what was that guy in East 17 who managed to run himself over? Yeah. Brian Harvey. He did. <laughs> it was very much like that. He somehow managed to run himself over. Uh, and then, so, Tad then just goes, oh, fuck this, I'm getting out of here. And just fucking runs off. So Lou's fucking flying machine's fucking totaled. And he's like, and he literally runs off and Lou's like, oh, come back. And that's how the episode ends. <laughs> Tad just fucking legging it. It's uh yeah, he's I'm gonna fucking hate this character. I already see it. I fucking hate the character. Adam what about you, Adam? Do you like him? Do you like cut of his jib? Yeah, I think you need a character like that who's gonna cause some little bits of drama and have somebody in who's gonna be fucking shit up. He's he's already been told that there's another kid on the street who's who's Paul, who's his same age. So they'll probably be a bit of a team, and it'll be the same thing that happens with Paul a lot. Paul will get into trouble because Tad will be causing some trouble. Um, I think Tad ends up, if I remember rightly, as an he, he ends up as an all right kid. Um, so I'm sure he'll cause some mischief, as all '90s kids do. Um, we'll see how he gets on. See how he gets on, indeed. So this lead then leads to Lou. He's back. He's like, "Fuck! I've, I've not got any. It's in. It's in a day." I've got. I've not fucking got anything to do. So he's he's he but he, he gets a book from the library. It's like uh, aeronautics for for beginners or something like that. And he's reading that in the cafe, but falls asleep because he's been reading it up all night. And he's like, "Oh fuck! I'm gonna have to pull out of this." <laughs> At one point, which I felt was really fucking harsh, he's asleep in the cafe, and I think Drew's like wakes him up and goes, "Like, are you all right? What's going on?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, it's uh." Fucking Tad fucked up my uh, my flying machine yesterday. It was worse than fucking Hindenburg. I'm like, it definitely wasn't worse than Hindenburg. Like, the really was a line about Hindenburg. <laughs> I've seen that. Hindenburg was fucking horrendous. This wasn't that bad. 
Maybe if he'd managed to run himself over at the same time. And then and then caught fire. <laughs> caught fire. Along with like a thousand other people. Then yeah, it would have been as bad. But yeah, I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I said in Hindenburg. You wouldn't get away with saying that nowadays. No. No, no absolutely not. So Phil's in the pub and he's like, fuck, I have to bite the, you know, bite the bullet here. I'm gonna tell Phil that I'm I'm pulling out. And then for some reason, Phil's messing with an elastic band while he's he's doing some paperwork in the pub. And he's messing with an elastic band and then Lou's like, so I'm going to have to. And then he spots the elastic band and like he does a close-up on it. And he takes the elastic band off him and feels like, what are you trying to tell me? He's like, oh, don't worry about it. Fine, don't worry. And he's got the elastic band in his hand and he's like, I've got a fucking idea. This is insane. <laughs> well, it's, it's truly it's, awful. It's, it's, it's so terrible. Bad. It is fucking insane. Uh one more, like one more before we actually get onto the request. There's just one more storyline I kind of do want to talk about, which is Paul, uh, because we get—I don't know if he's a new character uh, or if he's just been mentioned before—but we get to meet Amy's brother, Patrick, uh, who, as I described him to Peyton this morning, is the biggest fucking virgin you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best way to. He's not the kind of like you look at Amy and go, yeah, that. How's that? His her brother, like complete opposite ends of the scale. Uh, it's standard night is brother and sister though. Again, like you've got like the really cool girl who's really pretty, who's got lots of friends, who's dead popular, who's a cheerleader and all that kind of stuff. But then you've got her annoying younger brother who's a bit of a geek who fancies all her mates. It's, it's, that it's the standard kind of dynamic, I think, that they've that they've stolen from countless high school films. Yeah, and he is your very much he is your standard uh, geek virgin that has got a, a massively inflated sense of ego. For That's no the thing that I thought was different, though. He's not just like a geeky kid; he's a geeky kid, but he's an arsehole. So I, I wasn't I wasn't against him really. I thought he was all right because he could have just been a geek, but he was a, he was an arsehole. He was he was. Pr- Showing off how clever he was. He, he wasn't like being worried about being clever. He even says he's got a girlfriend. He says that at one point. So fair play to him. Don't believe that for a second. He has never penetrated a girl. That, whoa, he's, he's 15. <laughs> you, you... That is fine if he hasn't. You absolute <laughs> yeah. psychopath. You're calling... And, and the fact that you even started off with he's a virgin... The kid is clearly... I don't even think he's 15. He might be 13, <laughs> 14 years old, this kid. You're far too attached to that idea. <laughs> I don't know what... Yeah. He's clearly just this high school kid who likes building flying machines at this stage. Yeah, apparently so. Not uh, fucking machines. Not fucking machines. <laughs> no, that's probably what he moves into in later life. I feel like you've already got a spin-off written for him. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's his own life by the sound of it. <laughs> so, but he, so he shows up to the cafe with Amy and just starts mugging Paul off completely. Just starts absolutely rin- like rinsing on Paul for no reason at all. They clearly had a falling out that we've missed an episode of because they wouldn't yeah. just bring him in and do all this because he they even say at one point it sounds like they were building the machine together or they were do- working together on something and that's obviously gone sour um, and that's why he starts like calling him and that. Well, it did go very sour because it ended in in a fist fight. 
it ended up with uh so paul's at the garage getting a few last little bits and stuff and then patrick's randomly walking past there and he like bumps into him and he's like your dad's a fucking alcoholic he's a fucking daryl he's a waste of space and you're a fucking waste just fucking lays into him neighbors needs more (laughs) f-bombs no no this is no this is the 535 version you know they let fly there's tits and f-bombs everywhere uh so yeah paul just fucking backed in one and rightly so i'm completely with paul on this one he absolutely deserves fighting uh yeah i think i think we don't see it but i think drew actually breaks it up in the end uh but but yeah i think that's the last storyline that's evolving around revolving around the bequest uh so what i'd like to do now uh is well, we're going to go through the bequest. I've got the rundown of what happened for each entrant and what happened. So I'm going to run you through it all now in a second. Uh, and I'm going to now have... in a second. So I'm going to talk you through uh, what happened at the, the Jack Ramsey bequest. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to neighbors episodes.com because that is who as uh, who I generally get the episode. If, if we miss stuff, that's who I go to to try and find out what's happened in the meantime. Uh, but they've done a full rundown of what they've called here, the Flying Machine Competition. So I'm going to give you a fun run out. So the first competitor is Pinhead. You know Pinhead. We all know Pinhead. He's a character around. His dad was trying to, uh, trying to mug Ruth off and pretend that he was, that he was uh, in severe pain so we could get lots of compo money. Uh, he is in a pig shape machine. He dedicates his flight to his school teacher who said he'd never achieve anything. He falls straight into the water. Uh, number two is Drew and Paul. Paul pedals like mad and goes quite a long way before falling into the river. Everybody claps and congratulates him on reaching 15 meters. Uh, the third attempt is a huge is a huge firework which goes straight into the water. Uh, the fourth attempt is Patrick, Amy's brother. He falls straight into the river. Paul and Drew are very pleased that he's only managed 3.5 metres. Uh, the fifth attempt is Madge and Harold. It turns out to be a boat with a kite attached. Lou bullshit. Is- Absolute <laughs> bullshit. That's the, that's the bit I saw. I saw that and I thought, well, they're fucking cheaters. Yeah. So Lou is quite <laughs> right to lodge a complaint straight away because I'm sorry, that's not a flying machine. It's a boat, you cheating old cunts. <laughs> yeah, Lou's fucking fuming about this. It says to Phil, I want this, I want this checked. Uh, Phil says they have to build and fly a self-designed flying machine. So imagine how they're within the rules. Not a flight, no. No, they're not. not. It's bullshit. That they that it's they not a flying machine is a kite. It's bullshit. <laughs> uh, sixth attempt is a dragon with wings that manages one meter the seventh attempt is Lou, Toadie and Karen Karen is in a wheelchair this is the best one this, this is, is absolutely brilliant so this is especially good because I was like I wouldn't uh, you mentioned it earlier Lou sees an elastic band and he thinks oh this is going to solve all my problems it's going to make my flying machine mint this elastic band idea so I was like what the fuck is he going to do with an elastic band He's so, and all the time as well. In one of the previous episodes, of this Karen's shitting it because they're making her pilot because she's quite small. She's the pilot for their flying machine, 
So it's Karen sat in a full-on fucking wheelchair, not like a small one either, or like a, a lightweight plastic one or anything, a full-on metal old-school wheelchair that looks like it's straight out of an abandoned fucking hospital somewhere. It looks horrendous. It's got, like, some tassels on it and some, like, feathery wings. And then what they've done is they've put, like, a big... Uh, it is an elastic band. They put the wheelchair in it and they're just stretching it back. Sounds like a jackass scene. Like a jackass <laughs> catapult kind of thing. But it's like a big, it's an elastic band, industrial elastic band with a fucking wheelchair. And she sat on it and they've told her all the time, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. She is close. She could die here. She's quite right to be afraid. Like, it's the what? most dangerous contraption I've ever seen in my life. How, it's not how a flying machine either. I don't understand how they even thought this was going to do. If you do, if you pull anything back, there was no way this was going to work. It's ridiculous. Also, isn't isn't the point that they're trying to get over the river? Yeah. What if it works? Yeah. She's dead. <laughs> dead. Well, but she's already in a wheelchair. So she's pretty mad that, but yeah, they've already got the wheelchair for her. So it doesn't matter if she's brain dead, can't walk. Uh, but she doesn't get brain dead, can't walk. Uh, she falls straight into the river. Lou and Tony end up going in with her as well because it's a right fucking shit show. It's an absolute fucking shit show. They all live under the river uh, and they've completely failed. Lou's fuming again. He's, he's like, he was convinced he, this was going to win it for him. And he, that seven grand was his. Fucking um, nonsense. I haven't get... heard a single flying machine yet. What <laughs> the fuck is this? Well, the final entrance is. Uh, Nobody we've ever heard of before. He is a law student and an aeronautical engineer. Is it Elon Musk and he's brought a rocket? Who is at Erinsborough Uni and he built a full-on flying machine and he flies it very easily across the river and wins. Uh, So none of you make that win. It's cool what they wait, what how he does it. The the flying machine that he actually does is is a pretty cool flying machine, and he fucking sails right over. He is pretty good. Um, but after all that, having all these cast members vying for this thing for the past what seems like a, a month, none of them fucking win. So, win there you go. Right choice. Right choice. Because why the fuck would any of them be able to make an actual flying machine? They all made fucking dicks of themselves, which is hundred percent the right thing that that should have happened. <laughs> But, what, but what's the fucking point of doing that storyline if nobody from the cast wins it? Correct question. Good question. <laughs> bit of fun, wasn't it? It was a bit of fun. And they were all saying what they'd spend the money on and things like that. Yeah. Um, they, do, they do a little fun... Mo- Once it's over, they do another little fun montage. It's like almost like it's a knockout. They put some comedy music and they do another fun montage of everyone's attempt again, which was quite nice to see. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, so that's the end of that storyline. That's it. The, the Jack Ramsey bequest has been won by someone who we didn't even get the name of, but he's a law student. He's a student and an aeronautical engineer. And there we go. And that is the end of the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, I'd say. That's what happened in the episodes that we've watched. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, we got a little bit of energy out of it. That's always nice. But relatively uneventful and pointless i feel <laughs> going forward none of this was of any consequence whatsoever oh yeah exactly no, it'll be it all feels like 
it feels like they're going to have to come up with a load of new storylines for people because there doesn't seem to be, apart from people might be nicking stuff from Lily's house, which is now Anne's house. Oh, you, you, we've got Lance, who's still pottering about. Yeah, he's a bit ill. He's got, like, glandular fever or something. Do you think he's got glandular fever? Um, oh, he's doing a, he's exams at home with Harold watching him. There's that. Um, and he's trying to convince Amy to get back together, but Amy's like, oh, let's just see where it goes. Um, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of, I feel like it's a bit of a crossroads or something. We need some new bits, new new, new stories going on. Well, uh, the next, well, the next lot of episodes I'm going to watch is only two, Adam. It's 3,221. Well, right. if, if it's only two episodes, I feel like Tim could watch two episodes. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he could as well. That's a very good point there. And from, like I've said before, we watch these on Daily Motion. Uh, UK Neighbours Fans Forever is the is the channel that we watch these on. And when something big happens, he'll put them in the parentheses. And this one, do you want to know what the parentheses is, Tim? Is it? No, I was going to say something inappropriate. You say it. it Joel <laughs> is trapped in rising water. Ooh. So some Ooh. shit is going to go down in these next two episodes. Ah. Yeah. It'd be very good then if we can get the um, actor who played Joel on the show. Yeah, well, you know, in talks right now, so hopefully we'll be able to we'll be able to time something. Obviously, there's the time difference, but we've managed it before. Yeah, there ain't no stopping us on this podcast at all. We're a we're a proven entity at this point. We are a proven entity indeed. And if you go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a like and and a review, we'll be even more of an entity. If you go to Spotify. And- Give us a pound, just a teeny little pound coin. I don't know what it is in your land of your currency, but just a little pound on just Patreon. Pound. Do it. it will, Patreon, it'll figure out the conversion rate and it'll tell you what it is. Your yeah. Podcast, but just one pound, which is not much at all. And you can get the unedited mm-hmm. podcasts of this ad-free and you get all the other bits that we cut out. Uh, and sometimes they're the best bits. <laughs> 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 if we're perfectly honest. Uh, so on that note, I have been your host of Sarge JK. Adam, Tim, we've watched some good neighbours, but more importantly, you two would be good friends. <laughs>